Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Derek Reiner on the line, and he's a real estate valuation analyst over at Altus Group. Derek, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Adam. All right, so uh, you're the guy that I want to talk to about today's topic. So we're going to talk about the income approach to value in real estate. Um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit further into what you're doing over at Altus Group. So tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Sure. Altus Group is a consulting firm. We specialize in software data and advisory services. I currently work in the research valuation and advisory section within Altus, and I specialize in helping to manage the valuation management for the quarterly appraisal of our clients' assets. Fantastic. And hence why I'm excited to have you on the show to talk about this. So uh, the income approach to value, I mean, where do you want to start with this topic? Yeah, so generally with an appraisal, there's three approaches to value. Uh, you have the cost approach, the sales comparison approach, and the income approach. The income approach is a method of valuing property based off the monetary returns that can be expected to produce, and it's largely considered the primary value indicator within commercial real estate. So let's let's go a little bit deeper into that. So I want I want to go with some get, get into some of the pros and cons for some of the real estate investors out there listening because it's possible that some have only heard of one or have only used one and, and many times you know information gets handed down to us and you think that's one that's the main way. I mean, let's go a little bit further into these, please. Sure. Um, really, within commercial real estate, especially non-owner occupied um, assets, there's really the direct capitalization approach and the yield capitalization approach. Uh, each of these have their uh, pros and drawbacks. Uh, but, you know, as an analyst, I can use both of these to really uh, drive a value indicator that would let us assess a property and what we might expect to achieve. Um, but can you give us an example of where you may want to use one versus the other? So the direct capitalization approach is a straightforward way of estimating the value based off one-year analysis of the asset under stabilized conditions. Um, what you would essentially do is you would formulate the net operating income for your first-year projection, and then you divide that by a market capitalization rate. Um, there's really two steps in finding the direct cap. It's really uh, understanding you know, what the net operating income would be, and uh, selecting a, an appropriate capitalization rate. Uh, yield capitalization is a method similar to the direct cap um, that instead utilizes the income that you'd expect to achieve over the entire holding period. Due to that, there's really some pros and cons. There's a lot more analysis and financial theory that goes into yield capitalization, but it's not the correct um, method to, you know, depending on what you're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. No, it, it makes perfect sense. And so um, thinking about, so right now you're, you're listening to, or a lot of people that are listening are business owners, entrepreneurs, executives. Some of them are, are you know, out there with their pitch decks. They're trying to raise capital for syndication deals. Some of them are being pitched syndication deals. So people on both sides of the spectrum, like how do you arm them with what's the best in terms of their numbers and what they're looking at? 
Sure. So I, I would say that the yield capitalization method is, is by far um, the primary value indicator that you would you would want to use if you're looking to acquire a property, if you're looking to really understand the inner workings of that property. Um, due to the hold period analysis, you're able to select uh, essentially utilize a discounted cash flow. Um, due to that, I would say you're you're able to really get a lot more analytical in the hold period. You know, for example. Um, in a direct cap, you might have in there where you have a certain amount of reserves per square foot per unit, depending on the asset class that you're going with. Whereas in a discounted cash flow, I could actually say, hey, in year four and year seven, we're going to have, you know, a roof replacement and, you know, really X, Y, or Z. And so due to the nature of the yield capitalization, you can actually, um, through the selection of appropriate discount rates, through the, uh, you know, selection of a terminal cap rate, you know, what's your overall rate going in, there's a lot more to it that you can be, uh, you just get a more sophisticated view of the asset. However, you know, because of the nature of the yield capitalization and the detail that goes into it, if you're really trying to understand what's the ballpark value of an asset, then the direct capitalization is probably your way to go just because it's a much more straightforward approach that allows you to have a, a decent value indicator under the stabilized condition of the asset. I love it. And, and it makes perfect sense um, when you put it that way. Um, and, and so one one is a little bit more ballpark. One is going to be your more, I, I, this might be the wrong word for it, but, but more macro, just kind of seeing what it is all, overall, what the potential value is. Um, and then the second one's going to be a little bit more granular and it's going to allow you to account for different types of cash flows and things like you mentioned, like a roof or something of that nature in XYZ year that's going to, or next year that's going to need to be replaced. And you already know this. Um, and you can you can get a little bit further into that um, for the valuation now, but I love it. I mean, it makes perfect sense. And um, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on to give some of those that nuts and bolts uh, education to our audience on, uh, on on the different types of ways to uh, approach value on a, on a real estate property. Um, that being said, uh, Derek, if somebody's listening to this, and I, I could talk to you about real estate all day long, but we're about out of time for this episode. Um, if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about uh, Altus Group or to connect with you, I mean. What's the best way for them to reach out? Uh, sure. So you can find more information on Altus Group at altusgroup.com, or you can reach out directly to me on LinkedIn if you just type out my name, uh, Derek Reiner, D-E-R-R-I-C-K-R-E-I-N-E-R. I'd be happy to, to connect, and I, I'd love to discuss more of this and especially maybe get into the more into the weeds a little bit more about, you know, what is an appropriate discount rate and how do you select terminal cap rates based off your thoughts and time frame within the business cycle theory. Oh, man. If that was ever a hook, I'd never heard one in my life. That was amazing. I'm like, ooh, everybody out there that's into real estate, they're like, ooh, tell us more, Derek. <laughs> Connect with Derek on LinkedIn and you will get more. Um, well, to everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate you. Uh, hope you got hope you got a lot of value out of this. Hope you had fun listening. We had fun making this for you. Um, Derek, uh, really been a pleasure having you on the show again. Um, and thanks again for coming on the show.